This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, Making Shift Happen family. I appreciate you joining me for yet another episode. I will have to go ahead and throw in a little heads up. I did recently get braces as an adult, if you didn't happen to see my post on social media. So I'm continually feeling like I have food stuck to my teeth right now. Um, Although they're clean, it's just the anchors. Unfortunately, if you've ever had braces, you know what anchors on your teeth feel like. Um, I did not get Invisalign. I got another brand called Spark, S-P-A-R-K. And um, it's a brand that my orthodontist is now using instead of Invisalign. He's used Invisalign for years. Now he's actually switching over to Spark. And uh, there's a couple of reasons. I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but how excuse me, how he explained it was, um, Spark is actually only available through orthodontics office offices rather. So only through orthodontists, it's not something that you can get through a dentist. I did have the potential of getting this work, (laughs) uh, through my dentist, of course. Um, but my dentist was actually more expensive than my orthodontist who is a specialist. So it's kind of like going to a specialist for something versus going to kind of a general doctor or a general practitioner. So I opted to go the orthodontist route. And in case you're wondering why I'm doing it, it is not for my smile, actually. I'm perfectly happy with my smile. You know, it's fine. Um, But since I was a kid, like a tween, let's put it that way. Since I was a teenager, and I'm 42 right now, I... um, I've never experienced what it's like to be able to bite evenly on both sides of my mouth. Uh, I've never had an even bite. It's always been off. Um, That causes a little bit of TMJ, um, but it also causes an insanely loud popping sound coming from my jaw. And when I say it's insanely loud, it is loud, <laughs> uh, especially when I chew certain things like pizza crust, for example, or bagels, anything chewy. And yes, I am a nutrition coach and I do still eat those things because they are not bad. They're not bad for you. You know how I, how my stance is with food. Uh, the food is not bad. It's, it's the dose, the dose that could be quote unquote, you know, worse for you. Um, anyways, I'm excited. Holy hell. I've had Uh, these in for four days and I'm both my molars in the back. They, when I take my braces out, cause they're the removable aligners. When I take them out, I can bite both sides of my mouth at the same time. Like I'm only four days in people. So all of this to say, and hell, maybe I'm gonna have to make this another podcast episode because I wasn't even expecting on going on this tangent, but I just hit record and I just started talking. So here we are. Um, I'm just so excited and I wanted to share it with you all. But uh, all of this to say that if you are contemplating getting any type of dental work, orthodontia, anything like that, orthodontics rather, do it, especially if it's something that is going to make your life easier or better. This applies to anything including outside of orthodontics, all right? It 
if it is something that is going to improve your life in some capacity, and sure, it might cost a little bit of money, might be some investment, that investment will surpass any anything, you know, it will just add to your life. And also be grateful for the fact that you're able to invest in certain things for your own health and well-being and, and all of that, mental health, anything, any and all of the things. So if you're if you've been putting something off, which I've been putting this off, I remember getting a quote for it five years ago, maybe no, it was about five years ago with the same orthodontist. Uh, my orthodontics are actually now $500 cheaper. Um, and it's not because of Spark versus Invisalign or anything like that. It's just because of his volume of business now, you know, he's doing quite well. So he's actually able to offer things at a lower rate, blah, blah, blah. Um, or a more reasonable rate, I should say, because it's still worth every penny. But it's something that I've been putting off because again, I got the quote, I got the quote five years ago. However, I opted not to do it because at the time it just seemed like kind of a pain in the ass. And I mean, hell, even right now, sure, it seems like a pain in the ass. I'll be honest. But I reached a point where I just couldn't stand it anymore. And I didn't know that I was going to be, I didn't know how bad my jaw pain was in the mornings when I woke up until I didn't have it anymore. And I didn't have my jaw pain anymore one day after having this, uh, in a liner in, because it, it does have a bite guard in it, which is automatically correcting my, my bite alignment, uh, much better than any type of, you know, mouth guard or anything like that would have. So don't, don't DM me and say, well, you should have just gotten a mouth guard. No, unless you're an orthodontist, don't just don't, just don't leave it alone. <laughs> Let me live in my joy. Uh, of course I do still need data points, but let me tell you, already I'm already having a great great in just experience so far so today we're talking about speaking of which we're talking about what are you willing to sacrifice for a goal and this can be any particular goal that you might have completely judgment-free zone but keep in mind that there will have to be some sort of sacrifice along the way now my disclaimer here is that I don't want you to to misunderstand the intention of this podcast episode. This is not some hardcore, you know, hard 75 or what is it? 75 hard. I don't even know what the hell it's called. Uh, you know, where you, you are expected to give everything in your life up in order for you to reach that goal. Rah, rah, rah. No, that type of mentality and that go hard or go home type of mindset is what is causing folks an issue to begin with. (laughs) So I'm hoping if you've you've been around the block with me long enough, and you've been listening to my episodes long enough, you know that that is not what I am about. Sure, I am all about giving your all and giving your best, but I'm not all about that rah, 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 you just don't want it hard enough type of bullshit, because that's what that is. It's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, sure, there's a lot of mindset work that goes into, you know, setting goals and, and striving for your goals. But today, I just want to break it down a little bit in simple terms in, tor- in terms of um, just thinking about what you want to sacrifice. And the reason that I want to talk about this is because I'm wrapping up my, finally, finally wrapping up my mindfulness meditation certification with Mindful. And it's a fantastic program. Been enjoying it for the last several months already. I've had a fantastic experience, very introspective. 
uh, Rev Angel Kyoto Williams, shout out to them for putting this program together and developing this with their their partners. And uh, I have a difficult time putting my experience thus far into words, but uh, I did just have my first weekend retreat. It's a 10-day retreat, online, all remote, because of, you know, thanks to the pandemic. And in our weekend recently, it was talked about how we're showing up and how we're giving space and creating space for this experience, for this retreat in our life. How do we create that space for mindfulness and meditation in our life? And that that sentence really struck a chord for me. How will you create space for this? How will you create space for this experience? And I can't help but think about that that is exactly what I ask myself when I think about certain goals and things that I want to do. I ask myself, how am I going to create space for this? Case in point, you know, things that I've worked on over the last few months include some bike skill work. You know, of course, when there's not snow on the ground here in in Colorado, but in order to do that, I can't just imagine skills. You can, you can, because believe me, like last episode, I outlined visualization and your mind doesn't really know a difference between you actually imagining it in your mind and doing it. But there's a difference. You have to actually do take action in order for you to rightfully get that skill dialed you do have to take some sort of action. You do have to implement some sort of change. You do have to take a step forward, even if it's a little 1% change or a step forward, just like James Clear likes to outline in Atomic Habits, his book, Atomic Habits, which I really recommend you checking out if you haven't already. Um, but it's, it's, it's true. When you have a goal in mind and you break it down, you know, like for me, I kind of wanted to get a little bit more comfortable with some manuals off of, off of uh, obstacles and things like that. So I just wanted to do some manual work in a parking lot, you know, and in order to do that, and in order to do some wheel left work, I had to dedicate at least 15 minutes, a couple times a week to that, you know, maybe at least 10 minutes, a couple times a week. My goal was to accumulate 20 minutes basically for the week working on that particular skill. And I was working with Joanna Yates. Uh, shout out to, shout out to her. She's a great mountain biking coach. You've probably heard me talk about her in previous episodes. I've also interviewed her and I'll link that in the show notes so you can check out her interview, my interview with her rather. And, um, here's the thing is I broke it down that, okay, I had this goal. I wanted to do this, this skill work, broke it down that I needed to do it twice a week, 20 minutes total, right? Now, of course, I've got a lot of other stuff I'm doing in my life. You know, it's not like I can just, you know, magically make time, but you can magically make time. You just have to be willing to sacrifice a little something in order for you to make time. So what could I sacrifice? And I'm just using myself as an example, just because I know how our brains work. And we usually understand things a little bit better through example. So I spent less time on social media. Oh my God. Yeah. I think we could all probably use 20 minutes less on social media a week. Even if you think that you don't really use it a whole lot. I mean, if you don't use it a whole lot, then that means you're maybe using it like five times, five, five minutes a day or something like that. Right. Uh, which I know is not the norm based on, you know, averages here in in the Americas. So 
I opted. Okay, great. I'm not going to be scrolling at night. I'll just do it after work. It's fantastic. I can do it in the yard, even on the front sidewalk when there's snow on the ground. No problem. So two times a week, 10 times or 10 minutes a day at a time. Boom. There you go. Less time on social media was my sacrifice in order for me to actually make more time for me to actually work on my goal. Mind-blowing, I know. And it wasn't even that big of a sacrifice. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be this huge rah, 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 hard 75, 75 hard. I don't know what the hell it's called. I can't remember. Sorry. Uh, It doesn't have to be something that's more difficult. You do not have to make your life more difficult in order for you to make space for the things that are important to you, right? You don't have to make it difficult. And I think that the quicker we can all get to that point of understanding that, that you don't have to make life more difficult in order for you to see your goals, then the less pain you're going to be in, whether that's physical, emotional, whatever type of pain, okay? And that's the thing is, is a, it's all about logistics, okay? Thinking about the logistics of your goal. Just like I did with my skill work, I knew I wanted to get at least two times, 10 minutes, 10 minutes at a time. Great, 20 minutes of my life. I mean, usually it ended up being longer than that, <laughs> just because, I, you know, once you're on your bike, it's hard to get off your bike, great friends? So how, how will you create the space that you want for your goals? How will you create that time in your schedule to do the things that you that you want and need to do in order to reach the goals that you have? And a great example for me too is also, you know, when I'm launching certain products or certain things or certain coaching efforts or new programs, which there are some things in the pipeline right now that I'm working on, I'm so excited about. When I'm working on these things, I am adding work to my workload, okay? I'm adding another deadline to my workload. I'm adding another project. I'm adding another thing. But these things are important to me. These things are important to my clients, to my athletes. So it means a lot to me. And plus, I just want to, I want to shake, I want to shake shit up for the people in my life and my clients, my athletes, and people who are really important to me. So when I'm in launch mode and, and or development mode, these can be time consuming projects, right? They just, they take a lot of time and effort. One person show over here. I do have a virtual assistant, Jordan. She's amazing, but she mostly helps me with like image stuff and creative stuff and doesn't necessarily help me with the writing of everything. You know, she doesn't at all because she's, she's not necessarily a coach. She's a, more of a creative and I'm a creative certainly, but I'm also a coach. So I'm creating the programming and the mindset and all of that work that you have to do as an athlete behind the scenes. Okay. So whenever I'm in launch mode or creation mode, it does take more time for me to dedicate to that. And I mean, hell, even a podcast, you know, it takes more than an hour to just throw this together because even though these are maybe I don't even know, like 15 minutes to maybe 30 minute long podcasts, try to double or triple that time at least, because then there's creating the post, there's, uh, you know, relaying the information to Jordan and what she needs to create for the actual visual. 
then I need to edit it. And then I need to also make the show notes. And then I need to go ahead and edit the post itself on my website and then make sure everything's linking properly for Spotify and Apple podcasts. So please know that things take longer than they look. So even if we make it look easy on Instagram and, you know, with podcasts and things like that, these are labors of love. These are things that we're doing because we love that. And we love to give, I love to give you information. Um, at the touch of your hand, you know, touch of your finger here. So these take time and same thing with when I'm creating new projects and things like that, just like for you, depending on your work, when you have a new project on your, on your desk, you know, hopefully there's ways that you can create space for that work. And you know, whether it's your own business or not. Now, when I'm in creation mode, back to what I was saying is I sometimes just, just momentarily, maybe just for a week or three at a time, I need to then, um, what's the word? I I need to kind of like pull back or rein in some other things in my life. So maybe that means I'll be socializing a little bit less, but chances are I'm probably going to be doing, um, you know, a little bit less prep work, like food prep work. So my partner might take some, some of those things on, or might just get a couple meals to go. Um, you know, support some local restaurants, whatever. I will probably usually do shorter workouts. So I'll still work out to move my body and and make me feel good, but I'm going to be reducing things. I'm going to be reducing my time into those, those things because I'm investing more time into this, this goal that I have of creating a project, creating a new program, whatever it is. Okay. Because that's the thing is when you, when you're adding something to your schedule and to your list of demands that you might have for yourself or that someone else has placed on you, you really have to be willing to pause and analyze and think about, you know, what are my, what are you rather willing to cut back on that way you can create space for this, this thing that is incredibly important because you can't keep adding and adding and adding to your day because you're going to run out of time. You know, we, we all have 24 hours in a day, but I will go ahead and say that our 24 hours looks different. My 24 hours is going to look a hell of a lot different than someone's 24 hours who is a single parent and has to work two, jo- two jobs just to make ends meet. So that's another thing I really want to stop is yes, we do all have the same 24 hours, but our 24 hours looks hella different based on our, our situation that we're in. Okay. So please stop saying that we all have the same 24 hours. We do, but there's a big asterisk with that, that we really have to pay attention to. So in your situation, pause and think about what goal you have right now or goals with an S and chances are, you know, what I've been coming across lately with new, new clients who've, who've been coming to me and asking me to, you know, take them on as a, as a client is they want to work out five days a week. They want to do like an hour or two of meal prep a week. They want to start meditating for 10 minutes a day. They want to start walking for another 30 minutes to an hour a day and all of this other stuff. And they want to get more sleep and they want to drink more water. Like they want to do all these things, which is fantastic. But all of those things do take time. And again, they have the same 24 hours now. 
that they will in seven week or seven days rather in a week when they're wanting to implement all these things. But what they're not realizing is that, okay, great, another 30 minutes of walking per day, plus another maybe 30 minutes on average of meal prep that day. That's an hour right there. Plus they want to exercise for an hour. That's that's two hours right there. Then they want to go to bed maybe an hour earlier. So that's another three hours there. And you can see where this is going. So you have three hours added to their day. How are they going to take that? You know, how are they going to allocate their time? What are they willing to sacrifice in order to create the space that they want for those extra three hours that day? And that's just an example, okay? Ideas, and this is something that I'm, I'm willing to kind of shed some light on for you. You already know about my social media cutback <laughs> that I, I shared with you. That is probably the easiest thing that you can do. And I'm only saying that because every time that I'm on... I hop on uh, Facebook uh, usually three times a day, and it's always going to be for my business. It's never usually for my personal life. It's always going to be for my business and also to check in with my like personal friends and things like that, sure. But we're talking maybe 10 minutes at a time, so it's like 30 minutes a day total for me. That's, that's honestly all I have the tolerance for. Uh, I do I do love social media, actually. I don't have a love-hate relationship with it because I respect it. And I think that's probably something that we could all use. But all this to say that every time that I'm on, and just keep in mind, I'm only on for like maybe three times a day, 10 minutes time, max. Every time I'm on, I see the same people up. They're lit up green, and I know that they're on. And keep in mind that some of these individuals are folks that have come to me talking about how they don't have time for certain things. And I can't help but kind of think, you know, of course I'm judging, I'm totally judging in my mind, but I can't help but kind of think, well, you know, they're on social media right now and it's during like a work day right now. Chances are like, I mean, hell, they can maybe be, maybe even be doing like a movement snack or something, you know, or, you know, they could be doing like some mobility to help with their current situation if they're experiencing like aches and pains in their body, for example. So I always bring up social media because I do feel like it is something that maybe not a, a lot of people really respect. Um, and I think it's probably one of the easiest things to, to think about reallocating, you know. And I'm only also saying that because, again, it's not necessarily judgment, but it is going to be the, probably the most common thing that people do come to me about. And they often joke about saying, I could probably spend less time on XYZ, you know, insert social media portal portal here, right? The other thing too is TV, watching TV. Again, these are strictly entertainment things. I think they are very important because it does, TV, movies, things like that do put you in a, in a state of just disbelief, all right? So you're trying to believe something and you're in a state of disbelief. It's like a suspended, what, is, what the hell did we used to call that in, in uh, theater? Suspended state of disbelief or something like that? I think that's what it's called. I really can't remember. Maybe if you're a theater junkie or an actor or something like that, let me know. I just can't remember. Um, these things are important because they are they tend to be a nice escape mechanism. They're a great coping mechanism, especially for folks that I'm working with who are healthcare workers and things like that. Like, yeah, nothing beats going home and sitting down in front of the TV for an hour or two. I will admit, you know, I always usually finish my day with usually like 30 minutes to an hour of 
watching something on Netflix or Hulu. Um, lately I've been kind of on a kick of watching these science shows. So I'm actually learning in the process and it's actually really cool. Um, but you know, you might be able to just cut, maybe not all of it out watching TV, but maybe just cut 15 minutes or 30 minutes out. Cause man, that's 15 or 30 minutes that you could spend doing some mobility or you can actually mobilize while you're work watching TV. Uh, or you can do a little movement snack, like a little mini workout, whatever that is. Just think about it that way. You know, think about that's a little sacrifice that you can do for your, for your end goal. All right. So we're looking at social media. We have TV is another option. Um, you know, maybe reading less at night, which, you know, only cut reading out if it, if it's not necessarily something that's serving you for me, reading at night serves me. It actually helps me ease into a nice restful sleep. Um, another thing is, you know, scrolling for news and things like that. Like looking at news, uh, especially right before bed, 10, 10, do not, do not support that idea, especially right before bed with everything going on. And this is not to make light of any situation that is going on in the world. It's just, again, this is just, um, things that I've talked about with my therapist personally, as well as things that I've seen, you know, with clients and friends and things like that. So think about the one question, how will you create space for this? How will you create space for the thing, the goal that you have in your life? And I feel like this is the number one question you can ask yourself day in and day out. And it, it kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, that question I had, I had outlined for you all, um, a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to link that to the show. I'm going to link that show in the show notes because that episode, I, I shared a really important question about what's serving you. And I think it's these couple of questions are really good questions to just kind of pause and use to reflect on in your own life. That way you can kind of just pause and, and make sure that you're, you're pursuing your goal as best and, and as fully as you possibly can. All right. So when you're wanting to add things to your day or your week, I want you to pause and ask, how will you create space for this? How will you create the time and the energy for this thing that you want to do? And, and what are you going to, to sacrifice? What are you going to cut back on in order to really open up for some space in your life for the, for this thing, for this goal? All right. Well, friends, that's all I have for you today. I really appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you liked it, please do share it on the social medias, <laughs> share it on social media subscribe if you haven't already and give me a five-star rating if you absolutely love it. Now, if you do share it on social media, please do tag me in it because I don't actually see anything unless I'm tagged or you're in my, my little algorithm. All right. Anyways, I'm going to see you next week and I hope that you have an amazing day and an amazing week and you're able to create space for the things that you, that you love. All right. Bye all.